Welcome to Streaming Into the Voids, What's New in Streaming, where we discuss the highlights of what's available for you to stream the week of December 16th. I'm Kim Hollis, and with me are Raul Burial, Tim Brighty, and David Mumpower. We will start with Hulu and Archer Into the Cold, a limited wrap-up to the series coming December 17th, thank goodness. After the final season of Archer concluded on a cliffhanger in October, the three-part conclusion, Into the Cold, picks up right where the series finale left off, with the United Nations giving all private agencies just 30 days to shutter their doors for good. What will Archer, Lana, and the rest of the agency do? I assume it'll involve a lot of drinking. (laughs) Always. (laughs) She said that right, too. It concluded, and now we're getting a conclusion, because in the wake of that finale, there was a lot of just total confusion on the internet as people were like, wait, was that it? Now, we thought it would have been fun if they had left it ambiguous like that, because let's be honest, adult animation never dies. I was just reading a thing the other day that viewing of adult animation is up 150% since the start of the pandemic. So, you know, we'll get more Archer at some point, but for now, we're going to get resolution, and that's what we need. Also new from Hulu is Dragons of Wonder Hatch, Season 1, coming December 20th. This hybrid live-action anime focuses on Nagi, a high school girl in the real world, and Tim, a boy who lives in another world where dragon riders hear the cries of dragons and communicate with them. The series features One Piece's Makinu and Trillion Games' Kenjiro Tsuda. I hereby dub Makinu the new king of streaming. Yep. He's, he's, he's everywhere all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. We move on to Netflix and Vivant, season one, coming December 17th. In this Japanese series, while investigating a massively erroneous money transfer, a bumbling business person gets swept up in an epic adventure of global proportions. That's actually a terrific concept. On December 18th is Bank of Dave. Rory Kinnear stars in this British film where a self-made car dealer decides to fight the odds and set up his own local bank after big financial institutions fail the people in his small town. Also on December 18th is The Rope Curse 3. In this Taiwanese horror film, a gifted young man from an exorcist family gets caught up in a swirl of spooky events at an eerie hotel. We move on to December 20th and Cindy La Regia, The High School Years Season 1. In this Mexican series based on a 2020 film, teenager Cindy has high aspirations to conquer the world. But first, she must survive high school and high society in her own hometown. She's actually older in the 2020 film, so it's I guess it's kind of a prequel. Also on December 20th is Like Flowers in Sand, season one. In this South Korean series, struggling to find success, a former folk wrestling prodigy finds himself ready to quit until he encounters an old friend who reignites his passion. I bet there's love on the line. I do believe you're correct. Next up is Love is Blind Brazil after the altar coming December 20th. (sighs) Drama, closure, and rekindled flames collide as cast members from past seasons of Love is Blind Brazil come together in this special reunion episode. Here's a big one coming December 20th. It is Maestro in select theaters November 22nd. This is directed, co-written, and stars Bradley Cooper. Maestro chronicles the lifelong relationship between cultural icon Leonard Bernstein and Felicia Montialgre Cohn Bernstein, played by Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan was recently talking about acting, and she said that she'd always felt like a fraud until she did this work in Maestro, and that's reason enough to be interested. This is part of Netflix's let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks award strategy this year. (laughs) 
this one may actually win something. Yes, I would wager this has the best chance out of all of them. Absolutely. And I believe that Bradley Cooper is the front runner as of now. Obviously, things change a lot, but for best actor. On December 22nd is Curry and Cyanide, the Jolly Joseph case. This true crime documentary investigates six shocking deaths in the same family and the woman at the center of the unbelievable case, Jolly Joseph. I honestly didn't even want to include this one, but I figure it'll show up on the Nielsen ratings. So I did. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Another December 22nd release is Young Sung Creature season one. In Seoul's grim era under colonial rule in 1945, an entrepreneur and a sleuth fight for survival and face a monster born out of human greed. And I'll just say it like this. If the setting were Tokyo, this could probably be a Miyazaki film. And our final new release from Netflix is Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, debuting December 22nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's oddly specific. Uh, Zack Snyder directs this film from a screenplay that he co-wrote. When the ruthless forces of the mother world threaten a quiet farming village on a distant moon, a mysterious outsider becomes its best hope for survival. This stars Sophia Boutella, Jaiman Hansu, Charlie Hunnam, Ray Fisher, Jenna Malone, and both Dario and Harris actors from Game of Thrones, Ed Skrein and Kim's favorite, Michelle Huisman. <laughs> I do like him very much. Yeah, a couple of years ago, Netflix had the bright idea that they would start their own comic book universe. And so they released a series and nobody liked it. And now they're going to try and do the same thing again with like a space epic. And they turned to Zack Snyder because, you know, they learned that Zack Snyder was really, really popular among troll farms in Eastern Europe. So they seem to think that'll translate to viewers. Whether it will or not, I will say that this is an outstanding cast, like comically good but we've seen outstanding casts just completely fall apart in the face of a bad script so we're in wait and see mode on this but tim's right it is really weird how specific they're being on the release date of this yeah they're evidently trying to do some event viewing here they think this is their big thing they have framed it as netflix's star wars uh okay Friday night into the holiday weekend, and that's what they're going with. Okay. And we're kind of braced for an Army of the Dead, and I don't mean the Army of the Dead prequel that was quite good. Yep, good luck with that. We move on to Disney Plus and Chip and Dale, Park Life Christmas special coming December 20th. Chip and Dale are as eager as ever to increase their acorn stash, but their tumultuous dynamic makes it hard for things to ever go right. Along with Pluto, Donald, and even more Disney characters, the world's favorite chipmunk duo takes on a brand new chunk of trouble. No relation to the Chippendale movie from last year, different animation style and theme, but you should watch that one anyway, because that is very, very good. Here's another big release for the holiday season, and it's Percy Jackson and the Olympians, season one, coming December 20th. Oh, yeah. I've got this one lined up to watch with my kids. Based on Rick Riordan's beloved book series of the same name, this series follows 12-year-old demigod Percy Jackson as he embarks on a dangerous cross-country quest to return Zeus's master bolt and prevent a war with the Greek gods. The regular cast includes Jason Matsukas, Megan Mullally, and AEW's Adam Copeland, while Lin-Manuel Miranda, Jay Duplass, Timothy Amundsen, and the late Lance Reddick will make guest appearances. 
So Rick Riordan always felt like Warner Brothers absolutely spit the bit with the Percy Jackson film franchise. And they did. And we all know they did. And he's got a second opportunity here. He has been heavily involved with the production, which is a bit rare, but it's actually what should be done with writers, with, you know, book franchises of this level of success. They know the characters the best. So I have high hopes for this. And also on a personal level, I'm going to watch it and root for it to do well, uh, well because I'm still waiting for an apology from a former vice president at Warner Brothers who was dead wrong about Percy Jackson. <laughs> I've got a list as long as my arm of failed young adult adaptations executed by Disney. So I hope this one breaks a trend. I'd mentioned Artemis Fowl, but I don't think it, it exists anymore, does it? Never heard of it. I don't That's know strange. what that was. It seems like we watched an Artemis Fowl movie, but I can't find it on Disney+. Plus. And our final new Disney Plus release is Marvel Studios' What If Season 2, coming December 22nd. Yeah, Disney's trying something here, and it's inventive. We'll get nine episodes over nine days during Christmas week. The Watcher guides viewers through the vast multiverse, introducing brand new and familiar faces throughout the MCU. The series questions, revisits, and twists classic Marvel cinematic moments and features fan-favorite characters like Nebula, Hela and Happy Hogan. As a reminder, it's been a couple of years since we had the first season, and it has taken that long for us to finally know the backstory for one of the characters who actually appeared in the climactic episodes of season one. They had their episode pushed to season two, and then season two got delayed repeatedly. So we have had that hanging story issue for two years now, and it'll finally get resolved. We move over to Max with a couple of stand-up shows, starting with Leo Reich, Literally Who Cares, coming December 16th. He's a British comedian and self-proclaimed important young mind who hysterically shows off his Gen Z status and mindset throughout his set. And the other new stand-up show is Gary Goldman, born on third base, coming December 21st. The comedian offers up his insights on a range of topics from growing up or to pretentious suffixes, all with a generous helping of his inventive humor and absurdism. I have not seen a lot of stand-up comedians live, but I've seen Gary Goldman live. His run on the NBC reality program, Last Comic Standing, is one of the highlights of reality television period. He just totally won me over during that time. He is one of my favorite stand-up comics by far, and I'm so excited to see that he's got a special coming up on Max. All right, over to Peacock. We'll start off the Hallmark movies that they offer, along with a couple other things, with The Secret Gift of Christmas coming December 16th. Bonnie is a personal shopper who helps her new widowed client, Patrick, reconnect with his young daughter. Though Bonnie and Patrick's ideas of shopping couldn't be more different, she is determined to get Patrick and his daughter everything on their wish list. December 17th brings Sealed with a List. I don't want to read this, and I'm the Hallmark fan. Uh <laughs> Okay, um, this holiday season, Festive Carly sets out to conquer her list of abandoned resolutions from last year. Aided by co-worker Wyatt, she finds love and the confidence to chase her dreams. Come on, Hallmark? It just sounds so lazy. AI not just invented this, but might have actually done the acting too. <laughs> Well, if you don't like that one, how about this one? It's Friends and Family Christmas coming December 18th. When Daniela and Amelia are set up by their parents, they agree to pretend that they are dating to appease them for the holidays. However, as they spend time in each other's worlds, they soon build a connection that is deeper than either of them could have hoped for. 
Okay, we take a decidedly different turn with Dr. Death Season 2 coming December 21st. Another season? (laughs) (laughs) No, another season, another true story of a famous doctor who's killing people with his unorthodox methods. Based on the Wondery podcast, it's the story of Paolo Macchiarini, a charming surgeon renowned for his innovative operations. When investigative journalist Benita Alexander approaches him for a story, the line between personal and professional begins to blur, changing her life forever. As she learns how far Paolo will go to protect his secrets, a group of doctors halfway across the world make shocking discoveries of their own that call everything about Paolo into question. And this is also accompanied by a documentary called Dr. Death Cutthroat Conman. Peacock, we got to talk about messaging. Uh, Some of these things are not like the other things, and they don't align well. It's the holidays. Come on. (laughs) This sounds familiar. This is the guy that Netflix had a special on last week, right? That's correct. All right, our final new Peacock release is Miracle in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, coming December 22nd. Of course. (laughs) A Christmas movie set in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. No one's ever thought of that before. A successful and fiercely independent woman and her adopted baby get stuck in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where she learns the value of community when there is no room at the inn. Oh, come on. (laughs) I am turning on Hallmark movies today. (laughs) Me. Yeah, well, that's everything. It's kind of a light week, but there's a few really great options here. I'm, of course, going to be watching Archer close out the series, and I'm very excited about it. I liked the trailer for Dragons of Wonder Hatch very much. It looked really interesting. I will most likely be watching Maestro because I like Bradley Cooper. And I will also give Percy Jackson and the Olympians a go, as well as of course, what if? Yep, I'll be there for Archer, definitely, to see the story wrap up. And I look forward to being disappointed by Disney with Percy Jackson. This is a very light week for what leads into the holiday weekend, essentially. So, yeah, I, I guess Maestro is the big thing because that's going for, for awards. And they're trying to make a fetch happen with this Rebel Moon, I guess. But I'm, I, I'm surprised there just isn't more. I will probably hate watch Rebel Moon just because Army of the Dead was such a colossal bust in every way. And then obviously we are going to watch Archer. We're going to miss Archer during the three or four years it's away. And we're going to watch Percy Jackson, which I actually have high hopes because Rick Gordon seems to have high hopes. And then I'm actually excited about what if season two i think it's brilliant that you know from the 22nd through new year's eve you're going to get a new episode of an mcu title every day i think that is really inventive and i've got high hopes for it we'll we'll see but what if season one when it was good was brilliant when it wasn't good i kind of hated it but probably the same thing will happen here anyways go watch something